0: Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and we continue our series entitled Contemplating Mary to Contemplate Jesus, and we're continuing this story of the Annunciation found in Luke 1, and it says after Gabriel announced that she would bear the Son of God, um, she asked, how will this be since I am a virgin? In other words, I've never had relations with a man. And by implication, I've never been pregnant before. How is this going to happen? And so Gabriel answers her. He says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. and The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. So, Mary, we're, st- we're still considering Mary as Theotokos, as the God-bearer, as the mother of God. And this reinforces that affirmation the church has made for 1,500 years, really longer. It was, it was declared the proper address at that council in the 5th century, but the church had been using this title for Mary for a long time. And part of the answer is what we saw in the last episode in Luke 1, and another part of the answer is right here that the one who Mary is to bear um, was conceived in her, not by a man. It's not that Mary got pregnant and God somehow anointed this child so he could progressively become somehow divine, but that from the moment of conception, this one, this son of hers, is also the son of God and the Holy Spirit is the one who, who, in a sense, um, uh, overshadows her, so that will happen. Now what's interesting about this text right here is the language of the Holy Spirit overshadowing her echoes Genesis 1, where it says, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit hovered over the waters and over the earth, and out of it the, the Holy Spirit brought creation. And so so, the this language that Gabriel used is a signal to us that the Son of God is the one who's going to bring the new creation. He's the one who's going to make all things new. He's the one who's going to bring salvation. And so Gabriel goes on and he says, "Now your your relative, your your cousin Elizabeth, who's who's much older, she's going to have a son just like um Sarah had a son Isaac. And a reminder to you, Mary, that just nothing is impossible with God." God can do anything. So, so this bit of the story reminds us that that when the church affirms that Mary is Theotokos, Mary is God bearer, Mary is Mother of God, none of that language diminishes Jesus. None of that language makes Mary an object of worship. None of that language um, uh, lifts up Mary as is more saved by grace or, or, or more worthy of salvation than anyone else. She is full of grace. She's saved by grace. And God has graciously ordained that she be the one to bear the Son, Jesus. So when we think about Mary, the church invites us to think of her as she's Mother Mary, the, the mother of Jesus, the mother, the mother of the Divine One, the one who's fully human, fully, fully God she is mother of god god bearer and to honor her with that language and we honor her and remember her with that language because of what we find in this text that gabriel has said she will she will bear a son and this one will be the son of god and he will be the one who sits on david's throne and the holy spirit will be the one who who um makes this happen enables the 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 second person of the trinity god the word god the son to to take on human flesh in the womb of Mary so that we could be saved. It's an amazing story. And there are more insights we're going to draw from it as we continue to contemplate Mary, um, to contemplate Jesus. But I hope as we're kind of going down this path that this is new ground for you, that you're seeing how the invitation to remember Mary, the invitation to give attention to Mary, the invitation to contemplate Mary, done rightly, draws us to Jesus deepens our insight about Jesus and reinforces the truth that he is fully God and fully man. God bless and have a great day.